0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Intersection, a series of the IQT podcast where we discuss, discuss topics relating to the intersection of technology and national security. I'm very excited about today's guest and topic. Today's guest is Steve Levine, editor of The Electric, a publication on batteries and electric vehicles, of which I'm a subscriber to, uh, and also a former foreign correspondent to uh, uh, with The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, and Newsweek. He's also an author, And his latest book is The Powerhouse, which discusses the race to invent the advanced lithium ion battery, aka the super battery. And today's conversation is going to be around uh, uh, the strategic importance of batteries and their supply chain and uh, uh, how it's affecting the nation state competition between China and the United States. So, Steve, welcome to The Intersection. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Steve. Great. So um, uh, I always like to start with a little bit of background on, on, on our guests here, in particular, Uh, 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 Because I think we have a lot of young uh, 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 listeners or subscribers here, you know, to talk a little bit about how you ended up where you are today. So in particular, you were a journalist, a foreign uh, correspondent, uh, uh, it sounds like with some, you know, just absolutely premier uh, uh, brand uh, media companies. Uh, How did you end up moving from uh, 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 that world to the world of batteries and electric vehicles?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I have a possibly surprising answer to it. It's a natural, it's a linear progression. And, and that's that, uh, you know, I was 18 years abroad, um, moving from one venue to another, uh, the Philippines, then to Afghanistan, Pakistan, and finally the former Soviet Union. And uh, at, at, at one point in time, each one of those places were geopolitical, uh or geopolitics ground zero and uh, so you know that's what i was covering the whole time and uh, and and so my um sort of my um my uh autopilot takes me to okay what are the geopolitics of what i'm looking at and when my my last posting was on the caspian sea i was in the stands, and uh, this was the uh, struggle between Russia and the United States who's going to control that oil there and uh, you know all kinds of ramifications uh uh sprung and continue to spring from that when i when i got back uh, that was the subject of my my first book when i got back to the states um you know i was i was here a few a few years and i was ready to do my next book and um was hearing about batteries, you know, a lot about batteries This is during the Obama presidency, right after the financial crash 2009, 2010. And what I kept hearing is that, uh, big countries were gravitating toward batteries and electric vehicles as an initial new industry of the, of the future, something to, uh, to, to, um, uh, 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 um, you know, center at least part of their uh, struggling economies on, and and what I saw was the was the uh, you know the initial throes of competition between China and the United States. If this if these couple of industries were going to happen, if they were going to be as big as people thought they could become, that would be a geo. A G- Political race. What I was doing was replacing oil and geopolitics with batteries and geopolitics, and that, and that uh, you know that that turned into my first book, uh, my my first book, my third book. Uh, you already mentioned it, and uh, you know I I dropped that um, after you know after the book came out, but uh, but as you know, a mania has erupted over the last couple of years around around batteries again, and I've been pulled back in.
0: Well, yeah, well I think that's a great uh, uh, story and it brings up the, the analogy I wanna open our conversation with, which is I think a lot of our uh, uh, listeners will understand the importance of oil in the geopolitical uh, 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 race or conflict or competition. That exists around the world. Uh, obviously, wars, m- numerous wars and conflicts have been fought over oil for years. Uh, people more recently have paid a lot of attention to the microelectronics supply chain uh, uh, and, and how strategically important that is. It's not clear to me that everyone uh, quite understands the strategic importance of batteries, uh, uh, but I would argue that the battery supply chain is the next uh, 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 microelectronics supply chain when it comes to uh, a focus of uh, uh, government uh, competition, innovation, funding, and protectionism—you know—at at, at some level, uh, it sounds like you agree with that thesis. And, 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 and tell me a little bit about what you discovered in, in writing the powerhouse uh, and in, you know, sort of you know pivoting your 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 area of focus, if you will, to batteries. About what is the current state of um, uh, 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 affairs, if you will, uh, when it comes to the battery landscape. Yeah. I should say, I
1: totally agree to totally with you. Batteries are a flashpoint and, mm-hmm. and, you know, we can get to that, um, just as a, you know, a point of opinion. Uh, the interesting thing when, uh, I wrote the book so that I, again, that's 2015, it, it came out, the paperback came out the next year. Um, this book was about the, uh, about the invention of NMC. NMC is the uh, is the leading cathode that's the most popular battery in electric vehicles today and when i say the most popular i mean almost every ev on the planet contains nmc and 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 and, and basically all the batteries in the in the west all the ev batteries in europe the united states have that battery in it. and i was i was embedded with a team that that invented nmc for two years to to, to write that that book and that team Stiff. was where argon yep. argon national lab national in lab, right. chicago yeah and and uh, and, the, and, the, and they were about the the book is about the attempt to invent nmc 2.0 and that that's the the narrative you're following all the way through um but when that book came out batteries and evs were still an aspiration. The, the cost of, uh, of, of making batteries was about five times, was still five times what they are today. And Elon Musk had the Model S. He hadn't yet come out with the Model 3 or the Model Y. So it, it was, and, and the S cost uh, $100,000, or more depending what, what you got in it. So, so the, the, the electric car for the, every person was, was a, a dream and, and, and people, you know, there was a lot, there were a lot of doubts around it. Remember it's only a couple of years ago, Musk and Tesla were still widely regarded as a fraud. And, 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 uh, and you know, it, it, it was 2020 when he kind of came out of his, um, you know, out of the bad years and, and, and started, uh, you know, um, amassing quarter by quarter, um, profit. And, and so, so that's one thing. So the, well, what, uh, what I'm leading to there is that we had an inflection point, you know, we we went from Asper in the last, uh, two years. It's since, a, 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 around the fall of 2020, uh, when it, it, it finally dawned on, um, Big auto around the world, right? The 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 legacy automobile companies here in the United States and in Japan and South Korea. Hey, Tesla is for real. China is for real. We've got to get our act together. And and, and so that's only two years old. What we're looking at is only two years old. That's a transition moment. That's an in an, an inflection point. And uh and and we we've had another. You know, we've had a, a couple of other inflection points since since then, uh, uh, and and we have a third a third coming out. Twenty twenty five is a big year when everyone plans to have you know dozens of electric cars um, on the road. What are we looking at? Your question is what What are we looking at today? We have gone from aspiration to it's the real thing. To the United States, and this inflection point is, is you know, uh, just last month, you know, uh, uh, Joe Biden signs the, uh, you know, the in, uh, so-called Inflation Reduction Act uh, is re- really a climate bill with a big component of electric car and battery funding in it. That is the U.S. saying we're in the race. We're going to compete with uh, with China. And so that's a big in, in inflection point, and so, so it's we're in big geopolitics. It's the equivalent, you know. W- w- when I was on the Caspian Sea, when I was in the stands, the big thing was pipeline politics. Right, you could have oil in the ground, but that's worth nothing unless you can get it to the market. So the so the the strategic center w- was a pipeline. Could could the United States affect the construction of an independent uh, oil pipeline, independent of Russia, and if it could, then these states would have uh, would 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 have uh, effective economic and, and and by extension political sovereignty from Russia. The equivalent today of a pipeline is metals processing. It's 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 so so you can own lithium, cobalt, nickel manganese they're they're dispersed around the world but the but can you do anything with them and china has cornered over the last decade the the capacity to process these metals almost all batteries and almost all metals that make those batteries do something are made or processed in in china that's why uh they that's why china has the commanding heights in in batteries in in evs and now the u.s has said we're getting into that uh into that race and incidentally europe as well europe as it stands is ahead of the united states in this race okay
0: you, a lot of great points there well, I'll follow up, but let me just uh uh set the stage a little bit for some listeners who aren't in, in, as deep in this area as you and i are so one might ask the question well battery's been around forever what's what's new and I think what what you uh, uh, communicated just now uh, that is new is that the battery, the rechargeable electronic, uh, 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 the rechargeable battery for electronic vehicles, is becoming the energy source for mobility around the world, replacing oil and gas uh, 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 as such. And so, an EV electric vehicle's battery has certain requirements that are new to the battery world in terms of uh, ability to be rechargeable, the ability to have uh, 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 enough energy uh, uh, density to uh, uh, power a vehicle for you know uh, 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 300 or 400 miles, and uh, uh, the cost uh, uh, demand of it being cost affordable enough to fit into the vehicle. And that those uh, requirements, correct me if I'm wrong, have led us towards the lithium-ion battery, which is you know what you focus a lot of your, your attention on as sort of the solution there and so the key thing to understand is what's the future with lithium iron batteries. Would you agree with that summary? Yes, that was so well done. Thank you. Okay. Great. All right. So to your point, then, there's a, uh, the lithium iron battery supply chain it composes of the sourcing of a couple of different materials, lithium, copper, nickel, uh, magnesium, or, or sort of the four off the top of my head. I'm maybe missing one. Um, uh, and those are found in various places around the world. But then it's not just about sourcing them, it's about the processing of them and the processing of that is a very dirty business, right? And so a lot of the Western uh, uh, countries, US, uh, 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 Europe didn't like to see the processing done in those countries because of the environmental concerns. So the natural place the processing ended up happening was China. Uh, and so, while uh, uh, a lot of those materials are sourced in China, an even higher percentage of those materials are processed in China. Is that is that also a, a fair summary of where we are? Well,
1: ex- except for one w- okay. for one part, China buys most of its Im- imports, most of its metals. Right. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So, so they're
0: not not so much. Yeah. There are some metals out there. or some materials out there that China is very good at sourcing? This is not that. It's not about the sourcing. It's about the processing that is where China's chokehold in the supply chain is. Is that yes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, uh, um, let's talk about why that's important. And I think why that that is important is because the demand curve, and people uh, listening just on the podcast aren't going to see me uh, draw my graph lines with my hands here, but uh, the demand curve is growing exponentially. Uh, uh, to some of the things you talked to, which is some of the mandates for a uh, number of electronic vehicles you know sold in the United States, sold in California. California has no own set of mandates. Uh, europe, and and the general market trend is is driving towards a, an exponential increase in demand. And you can't, this is not a supply chain that you can very quickly expand the supply of, right? Uh, 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 the best expression I've heard, heard of this so far is that it only takes a couple years to build a battery factory, but it takes six or seven years to build a new lithium mine or a new cobalt mine or a new uh, nickel mine. So all of a sudden you're going to have worldwide demand increasing significantly for a lot of these materials. Uh, 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 and you just can't increase the spigot of supply very quickly. Uh, 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 so what are the consequences of that uh, uh, sort of phenomenon, if you will?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just to Just to broaden that out a, a bit, you know the the transistor. Uh, you know the tra- transistor is invented in 1948, and the uh, the reverberations of that hit us uh, in the 1990s. Basically, starting in the 1990s, and the and the, the whole you know our our whole lives re- revolve around portable devices, right? The the laptop, the 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 smartphone, our earbuds that uh, you know all kinds of all kinds of things and growing so that so that so there's there there are those and there's um there is the increasing electrification of power around the world all of that and vehicles are enabled by batteries right none of that like what i just described your life right everything that you know from the time you wake up you wake up you rub your eyes and you pick up your phone everyone does that right and that and that wouldn't be possible if it if, if it wasn't for the lithium ion batteries so what I'm what I'm trying to say is that is that like a a big part of the engine of the global economy and what makes things go centers on the uh, on the on the capacity to have those batteries, to make those batteries, and to make them better, and, and and what we're talking about today, the subject we're talking about today is well, who controls that? Who's who? You know, and and it's it's not dispersed power; it is concentrated power. So this matters, uh, and and it and it matters this way. We we've learned since the nineteen seventies what it means when when uh, when power over the commodity that that animates the global economy is concentrated in few hands that's opec and and and, you know do we want as it stands and this is the way it is going to be because of the calculus that you just laid out which is how long it takes uh to to build a battery supply chain if you start today uh the this supply chain Controlled by China is going to be uh, is going to be monopolized by China through the 2020s. When we're when we're saying when the U.S. is saying we're getting into the game, Europe is saying it's getting into the game. We're talking about the 2030s, so, so we've got a decade of, of of trying to make this work. It's it's uh, it's going to be it is it's going to be a very chaotic and tense. Uh, decade um how, how are we going to make these years uh work when we we are uh explicitly and, and visibly uh you know uh making our uh, tra- uh, trying to uh uh extract ourselves to divide the world into a into new spheres to reshore and all. who are we reshoring from who are we extracting ourselves from it's China. Who do we need to make our electronics and mobile future work this decade? China. So how do those coexist? That, that's, that's the question. That's the security question for the next decade.
0: That's that, that, that very well said. And, and, and to uh, uh, one of the points you made earlier, right? It's the you know the power that OPEC has had since the nineteen seventies to influence world events. It's the power that Russia is trying to exert on Europe through its uh, 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 natural gas pipeline uh, uh, manipulations to uh, uh, mess with the European economy. It's the power that we fear China uh, could exert on the microelectronic supply chain if they ever took control of Taiwan and TSMC in, in, in Taiwan. You know. The good news is, to your point, is uh, Europe and, and the U.S. are waking up to to this concern. The bad news is it's just not a very nimble uh, uh, supply chain uh, uh, to, to uh, uh, manipulate. But we see, I think, in the legislation that just uh, passed, the Inflation Reduction Act, which, is, as you correctly point out, is really more of a climate and, and uh, uh, energy uh, uh, act than is an Inflation Reduction Act. It has some tax incentives out there for uh, U.S. Uh, 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 electronic vehicle manufacturers to source a certain percentage of their supply chain from the U.S. Uh, uh, they have subsidies in place for people to expand in mining and development and processing uh, uh, of some of these chemicals uh, uh, here in the U.S. Um, what are, in your mind, what are the U.S. And, and Europe doing to attack this problem and what should they be doing maybe that they're not or, or, or that's not being talked about very much?
1: Yeah, well, so it's still early and it's a complicated the the u s um act is uh it's it it's uh, it's a complicated thing. it's not easy to understand and, and 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 companies that I talk to are still trying to figure out how does it affect me and uh do I have to change my game because of of uh, of this law but they're, they're it's big like the the um I think the reverberation, e- even though it doesn't do everything uh, and, 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 you know, and you can quibble with it and I quibble with it. Right. There, there, there are problems with it. Uh, but. I think, uh, you, you know, in economics, in business, influence happens on the margins. You, know, you don't have to pay for the whole thing to get someone to do something. You know, if if you pay a little bit of it, it's kind of an an incentive. Suddenly people want to, you know, want to do that. And so I do think it's going to have a big impact. I do think that the that the um, that the U.S. is uh, we're going to see we're going to see action. What aren't we seeing that I think is necessary? A game plan. So uh, I think it does matter uh, what the battery chain looks like at the end of the 2020s. And we don't want to, um, uh, come back to a conversation, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you and me, Steve, we don't want to, you know, talk again in the year 2030 and the whole thing was a cock up or, or, or we, we, we build a bunch of anode factories and no cathode factories or, you know, um, and, and, and so I do think there needs to be a brain up there that's directing the the in, in investments. We're you know we're allergic to industrial policy, and uh, you know and and you know we don't want to pick winners, but um, we we want things to go right. We want the industry. What what does a battery supply chain look like? So that that's what someone should do and make sure that the investments are spread the way we, you know, generally, the way we want things to end up.
0: Right. So one of the things we're seeing, right, is uh, some joint ventures being uh, uh, put in place between car manufacturers like a Tesla or a GM or uh, 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 a Honda or BMW with uh, some of the battery manufacturers, whether that's a... a, a um, Panasonic or an LG, uh, uh or, or something like that, we're seeing um, uh, uh, new uh, uh, natural mineral uh, uh, um, deposits being developed uh, uh, in places like Chile and Argentina and Australia and places like that. Uh, um, so there's a lot of activity here to try and put things in place, to your point, to start addressing the problem in the late 2020s, early 2030s. Is there anything in particular that's caught your eye, uh, any particular project, any particular company, you know, Tesla's obviously, you know, on the cutting edge of the of this stuff that you think uh, uh, listeners should, should be paying attention to when it comes to this area?
1: Well, the the thing that catches my eye, well, first, all of the announcements we see so far precede the Inflation Reduction Act. The, these were things that the companies were already doing. and uh, and And so we... We haven't seen a reverberation y- yet, but I, again, I think that's because people are kind of shell shocked. It happened as a surprise. And and so, and I, I like that Joe Manchin when, uh, when the car companies, when the auto companies in the, in the beginning said, you know, thanks very much, Joe, but can you slow it down a little bit? We're not going to be able to take advantage of the, uh, of the credits in the first few years. And he said, you know, no, <laughs> if you want you want the credits, then create this industry. I, there there does need to be a hard nosed um, approach. The thing that catches my eye is what we don't see, and that's LFP. So th- this is the it's uh, so so we see all of the all of the factories so far announced are are NMC batteries nickel based batteries nickel is uh, is among the most challenged short challenged metals on the planet right? I mean, there, there just isn't enough nickel it, it it's the limiting factor and it will r- remain it, it it and lithium but nickel more than lithium the limiting factor in how many batteries can be can be built it does not make sense to uh, to continue to put all of your eggs, into the nickel basket. And there is an al- alternative LFP, which is an iron-based- Tell bat- people what LFP stands for, sorry. Uh, uh, lithium iron phosphate. Yep. So no nickel, no cobalt, no manganese.
0: It's yep. an- And cobalt iron- has issues about where it's found and yeah. how it's extracted from the ground. Uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, child labor and other uh, uh, issues going on there. So people are trying to move away from cobalt as well. Is that fair?
1: Yes. And, and, uh, and, and so iron is everywhere. And, and, and in in fact, there's a lot of scrap, we're we're filled with scrap iron, you know, you can start up and then, and then uh, phosphorus also is, is one of the most um, uh, uh, common elements in the, in the earth's crust. So, so, so these batteries uh, it's, it doesn't have the energy density as nickel based, but it's good enough. And improving, and the Chinese are improving it, uh, and 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 so why? But why are the auto companies and the battery companies that that they're working with not? Oh, why aren't we hearing more more about LFP? China controls virtually 100% of the global LFP capacity. This is where the U.S. should be going. I you know I, I think it's a big puzzle. I think the answer is that well, we already made that decision. We're, you know, we don't want to change that. It. It's it's it, it's the old problem of legacy big companies. They
0: already made a decision. They don't want to change it. Well, you know, they're going to have to change it. Right. Well, that's that's what we're about. At the uh, intersection is the disruption uh, 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 that comes with new technology. So LFP is something uh, maybe we'll 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 start digging into uh, uh, here. Steve, we, we've hit our time here. I think uh, I did want to give you a chance to uh, make any last points that uh, uh, we haven't had a chance to to make it, and then uh, uh, I'll follow up with one last question here. But uh, was there anything that we haven't had a chance to talk to you yet that you'd like to hit up?
1: No, I just you know uh, just to wrap up and say that th- that um, batteries and EVs that this intersection between them and geopolitics is. Uh, It's an important and totally fascinating spot to understand what's going on in the in the world geopolitically and economically. And they're going to continue to be through this decade and and into the 2030s. I urge your um, listeners and viewers to, you know, to peel an eye for them.
0: Fantastic. Well, look, um, uh, this has been a terrific conversation. Uh, Very excited. As I said, I'm a a subscriber to your uh, 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 newsletter, the Electric, but uh, uh, tell tell your listeners where where we can find out uh, find your work and, and subscribe if they're interested uh, based on this conversation. Yeah, well, do, just uh,
1: if you Google uh, Steve Levine and the Electric, it will come up. It'll be the first thing that 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 comes up, and
0: subscribe and subscribe for all your family members and relatives. Sounds good. All right, Steve. Thank you very much for joining us at the intersection today. Uh, 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 This thing, this uh, 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 topic, I think will be one that we'll continue to come back to over and over again because, as as we've discussed, I think this is uh, uh, there's an article uh, uh, that came out here in in, in late August about uh, the the headline was the decade of the battery, Uh, uh, um, but the battery is going to be the fundamental uh, uh, underlying technology that's going to drive a lot of our economy and innovation going forward here, and so people need to understand and, and. and learn what's going on. And they couldn't do uh, better. There's not a better way to uh, uh, further education than subscribing to your newsletter. So thanks a lot, and thank you everyone for joining us at the intersection today.
1: Produced by Heartcast Media.